0: So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. As we've talked about the unity and the family, Janie, I've really been encouraged this week by 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 2. It says, to those who have obtained like precious faith with us by the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ. And that like precious faith is that we have all received faith
1: of the same value. Well, if the Lord has provided that faith, which we know the scripture tells us that He's given everyone a measure of faith, and that's past tense for His family, and he's desiring unity, then what does he want to do? If he's given you a gift of faith in any measure, he does not give gifts haphazardly. Right. Then what does he want done
0: with that? It's not just to sit for no reason. There's a purpose, right? He Absolutely. does everything with purpose.
1: Because he's told us in other places that to be in his family, you must learn to walk by faith. The just will live by faith. So that is a standard. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, Sharon, we might even be able to say that is a habit that is developed as we comply to the obedience of what Jesus has said. There's a consistency. Right.
0: It's like renewing our mind in the scriptures and not being conformed to
1: the ways of the world exactly. So that's a nice way of saying that the Lord has given us the capacity to do away with old habits uh-huh. of fretting, complaining, not trusting and developing habits that go along with the gift of faith that he has given us. And in this second Peter passage, he says that as his divine power has given us everything that we need for life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So now we can establish that he is the giver of the good gift of faith, and he has done that through his divine power, and then he has given us exceedingly great and precious promises. This is what he tells us in verse Uh 4. That we might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So to be a part of the divine nature, then we need to recognize what we have been delivered from. And Sharon, that's an open door to go back and see Romans 6, 7, and 8, where we recognize what the cross has done for us. How we then can struggle in Romans 7, but the victory has been given to us in Romans 8? Why? So we know how to live here for the calling that he's given us. As a new creature in Christ and not continually be that old creature. And, you know, Sharon, for family, this is, again, a thought from verse 4. From being partakers of the divine nature... Do you know how vital that is for family fellowship of enjoyment rather than fighting and separating and arguing Mm -hmm. and criticizing? We need that divine nature. Right. And he's given us everything right here that he describes in 2 Peter to know how to start to apply that through the gift of faith. So, verse 5 kind of really starts the path, and it says, Now, for this very reason, so that you can escape the corruption, you need to give all diligence. Sharon, you're in the training years of children. Yes. Give me an example of how you are teaching your children how to be diligent at where they are in this stage in life. Well... They have a chore
0: list to make sure that they do their chores every day and continually
1: remind them until it becomes a habit. Okay, so right there you're then teaching them not to procrastinate. Right. All right. If they clean the table, they don't clean it two hours after dinner. Right. They clean it right after dinner. All right. So you're already teaching them habits. Right. So that they can live with a divine nature. I don't think we understand in a family relationship how important it is to be consistent Mm-hmm. in what we do. Right. Consistency is key because it establishes a foundation for growth. Exactly. So in verse 5, it says, Add to your faith that is already yours virtue. Now I want to back up. As I see here that after being diligent in what you do to the faith that it has been given you, you add virtue before you do knowledge. If oh, you that's do, virt- interesting. that's interesting, isn't it? So, what is virtue? Virtue is the ability to do good with the consciousness that you're doing what God would want you to. Obey okay. your parents. Okay. Submit to authority. Okay. Cast your cares upon Him, for He cares for you. Right. Do Help- things without complaining. Or, yes, and that's so ingrained in you that as you develop virtue. By diligently doing whatever you are called to do, then you're better prepared to understand the knowledge of what you need to do as you grow in faith to the ultimate goal of knowing how to love in the family with agape love. Like renewing your mind, that would be something that we could do, right? Absolutely. How else do you get rid of a bad habit except to change your thinking (laughs) and develop a good habit? Right. Retrain your brain, Sharon. That's right. And the Word of God is the best place because that is the Christian's manual. Okay. All right. That's how you take your theology, a big word, and you apply it to daily living. Okay. Okay. Well, what all does virtue entail, Janie? Well, Sharon, I don't know that I know all that it can entail, but I know that it does entail integrity, making wise choices from all of the friends that you associate with, knowing when to speak, when to be silent, when to submit, when to go that extra mile, even if you don't understand it. It includes honesty. Okay. It's too easy to tell somebody a half truth because you're speaking truth, uh-huh. but you're not giving all the facts. All the facts. And right. so you're yes. influencing. Uh-huh. Then virtue includes compassion. Okay. Rather than choosing to get angry because your expectations have not been met, you're willing to still have compassion where the other person is. It's causing you a problem. Instead of becoming hard-hearted about it. That's right, and losing your sensitivity. And then having just some endearment to each other. Do you know how delightful it is to have someone unsolicited just come up and say, Sharon, you mean so much to me, and you really don't know why? And then they will give a reason or an answer that you didn't realize that you were practicing a godly habit. Okay. But it has blessed them. It has encouraged them. It has caused them to cease being anxious or maybe angry. You are using the gift of virtue. Okay. So all of those things are entailed in
0: virtue. We're talking integrity and compassion,
1: honesty. Honesty. And Sharon, these are basically heart issues. Oh, okay. And that's why they are really required before the knowledge of the facts or history or procedures. I've listened to a lot of different teachings that are excellent on historical content. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, they're good. They're informative, and right. we need them. But if all of the history or just giving a list of facts leaves me with a cold heart, an indifferent heart, or a heart that is
0: accusatory toward the people that are in history, rather than seeing what we can learn and grow and mature from
1: history. That's an excellent point, especially for the culture we're living in. Mm -hmm. That is an excellent, excellent point. So... One of the reasons, Sharon, why the integrity and the honesty and building biblical character is so important is that in our family, with Father God being our Father, He has said that our authority will never put work or service in place of character. Right. Okay. So my question to each of us today is... How much of Christ is seen in us? Is there enough of his character because we have established the virtues that he has required of us and that he says he has supplied the ability to have Mm -hmm. should reveal a character that others can see him in us. And then they will be more willing to listen to the knowledge that God has given but if we're going around being two-faced, hypocritical, accusatory, the lack of virtue will nullify any lesson that we have to give. And that's why this verse is so
0: important, Janie, that we take to heart what is being spoken to us here in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue with virtue being integrity, honesty, compassion, and endearment, just to name a few adjectives that describe the biblical character that we want as a foundation of faith. And that's why mentoring matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hart's ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.